their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Guapon. Fellas, how's, how's it going? Victory Monday. It's a victory Monday, man. It's a beautiful day in the DMV. I had a smile on my face all day. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I feel great. Hey, <laughs> only under circumstances like this, circumstances where you beat a quality football team pretty handily, could I go to work on, on Monday morning with three, like two and a half hours of sleep, sit in traffic, have a boatload <laughs> of work to do, have no voice, as you can tell, and be in this great a mood? What a great game. All all worth it, my brother. All no, worth it. it. No, hey, it was worth it. My body feels terrible. My, my voice is, is hoarse. I got a pounding headache, but it was all worth it <laughs> to, to see my boys. Ra- hey, Raider Nation was in there heavy. They were in there heavy. And they were, they were quiet. They were quiet all day because from the word go, they didn't give them a chance to, to be in the game at all. They were so never in the game. Never in the game. It never. actually looked like the kind of game we used to get our ass whipped. It looked like the kind of, like, that looked like the kind of way we used to get our ass whipped on TV. On primetime television, yeah. especially. Like, straight up. <laughs> we embarrassed that team. Yes, we did. We beat them so badly that it's like, there were some people that are wondering, like, well, is it us or is it the Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like off I mean, obviously Raiders defense is whatever. Like they're out like they had the defensive player here, but we knew they had weaknesses. We whooped their O-line's ass. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other way to put it. The top O-line in the league at that. That was domination, man. Mm-hmm. Right. It definitely was. And we'll get into that. We'll talk about the game because there's plenty of game balls to give out after last night's win. Plenty of people deserve credit, and we'll, we'll make sure we touch on every of them. But before we get into that, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the protest and, and everything that went on the NFL. I I was thinking about this today, and I was like, this is a day that we're going to think about 20 years from now. And think about that Sunday, 2017, where the president made disparaging comments about football players and their right to to First Amendment free speech. And... A united front, the NFL in in droves just sent a message clear that their free speech will not be impeded by the president or anybody else. Uh, it, it, it's it, there's so many levels of this thing, and I just want to throw it to you guys because I know you guys have a lot to say about it. I just want to hear your thoughts and 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 what your thoughts are of what happened yesterday. Cliff, go ahead. I'm gonna give you that, Cliff. Go ahead, <laughs> go, go, go ahead talk to the people. Go ahead. I'm, I know you got a lot to say on this one. Yo, the NFL is so whack, man. Like, straight up, they're whack. They don't ever say anything ever about this guy, right? They donate, right? Mm-hmm. Donate to his campaign. We got teams that are clearly telling their players not to be involved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> leading up to all, leading up before this weekend came. Then Trump is down there in Alabama doing his little stand-up routine. Makes his comment. All of a sudden, we got we got notes from every every team. 
we defend the right for our players to be. Oh yeah, really? Really? You defend the right? Where is Colin Kaepernick right now? If you defend this right, this is what you're really about. Everybody had a note to put out for real. None of them actually. I can't even think of how many referenced the president by name. Not. I don't think one did. Right. Right. Not a sick. And I think the only team that even spec- even used the word race was the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Everybody else said, "Well, you know, the players have the, like get out of here, man." Mm-hmm. Then you're on the field, well, the locking Seahawks, arms. The Seahawks are one of the most progressive franchises in the NFL, I and mean, maybe even in all sports. I mean, like from John Snyder all the way down to head coach Pete, Pete Carroll, all the way to the players are, are very outspoken, and, and I, I feel like it's one of the organizations that would encourage. One of the few. Yeah. The it's just like, this wasn't a like, – yesterday wasn't even about what Cap was kneeling about. Nope. And that's it was my about something issue. else. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was about the NFL. You're not going to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, I'm going to be on the field blocking arms. Snyder gave a million dollars to that kid to that inauguration, right? Yep. I don't. I can't even think. We we our team has not made a statement regarding any of the cap stuff to nope. yesterday. All of a sudden, we have stuff to say. We're locking arms on the field. That stuff is nonsense, man. Like. Mm-hmm. The NFL should really be ashamed of it. Not even ashamed, because I'm not even surprised. Am I surprised? I'm not surprised they would act this way. They made it all about them. Mm-hmm. People out here protesting for inequality. Trump calls you out by name. Now it's about you. Mm-hmm. Got people out. You got Matt Light. What did Matt Light say? He was like he basically said he was ashamed that his teammates would kneel. Uh, Derek Wolf talking his. Nonsense. He was just Derek Wolf was talking out of his ass, talking but, that, talking that coded go back to Africa stuff. Yeah, I don't even know how in locker rooms this is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would say to a player on my team if I heard them talking like the way Derek Wolf was talking. Straight up, mm. my thing with all of this is I don't understand why this is just our thing. Why is this just on us? Mm-hmm. This is not a human problem. You know, Aaron Rodgers did that interview with ESPN, and he was like, I understand why they protest. Who is they? Right. That was a strong word, they. (laughs) I didn't hear A-Rod say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, he he was saying, like, he supports the protest, but it was like, uh, that's their thing. Yeah. Hmm. I support women's rights. I'm not a woman. Mm -hmm. I support uh, the rights for the people that have disabilities. I'm not disabled. Mm-hmm. LGBT, I support them openly. I'm not part of that part of that team. You don't have to be part like be the people afflicted mm-hmm. to support them openly. I don't know when this started, but it only seems like when it's our problems. Nah, it's on you guys. Mm-hmm. Only the black players got to kneel, right? No one else needs to kneel. Tom Brady, what do you got to say about this? Well, well, you know. Oh, whatever, man. You people mm-hmm. are whack. Bob Kraft. All of them should be ashamed of themselves, man. They're not fooling me. Not fooling me with this trash. That's, that nothing, nothing yesterday was about inequality. It was about the NFL. You don't tell us what to do. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Oh, that's boy. You, that's that's y'all, man. That's nah, y'all, man. That's, that's, that's Baltimore's, man. <laughs> Keep that up, 95. Please. Please. My man was on both knees. Man. What's his name? Was looking at him like... What are you even doing here? Like, for real. <laughs> you saw the look on his face, right? I think it was CJ Mosley. Mm-hmm. 
You saw the way CJ Lozzi was looking at. Like, how did this brother get a field pass? Like, what are you <laughs> doing down here? You think we haven't heard what you had to say? Right. right. You on two knees, got your shades on in London, England in September. Come on, Ray. Oh my this I, I'm I am so done with this topic, man. Because it's beca- it's now become about something else. That- and it, it's not anything about what it was originally about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that's for me personally is it, the most frustrating. It's mm-hmm. and I, I have nothing but respect for the troops of this country and people that defend our freedom. Cause I, I, as well as many players and even maybe some of the people on this podcast come from people who have military in their family, people who have fought in wars, fought overseas and things like that. But you hear people talk about, Oh, they're disrespecting the military. They're disrespecting mm. the flag. First off, I know plenty of people in the military that would say, while I don't agree with their protest, I would fight and die and bleed for their right to speak out against it and speak up and, and, and have their voices heard. Because this, this, is a, this is America last time I checked. Right, America, right. The right? thing is, Kaepernick, Kaepernick said this wasn't about the military. At it's, no it's, point did Cap ever say about the military. It was never about the military. I don't even say the message could be construed. That's the thing. People think about the flag and they automatically have this this vision of patriotism and the military and, and things like that. Th- this whole protest started we just it, it, civil rights, just regular civil rights and civil equality. Equality. Not even yeah. civil. Some, can we get right. equality? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, How and, about and you? That's the thing that hurts me most. I mean, as a as a black man, it hurts me that when I talk about Black Lives Matter, I'm not even saying Black Lives are better. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it matters. Like that's all. And, and and it's just like they're up in arms. Oh my goodness, the the most powerful man in the world. If we're being honest about it, President mm-hmm. Trump, the most powerful man in the world. Just there's there's first off, there's bigger issues going on in this world in this country right now. Puerto Rico has doesn't have power for six months. They have no drinkable water. But you're tweeting about the NFL. I don't understand it. Oh, no, I understand it. So he's in Alabama doing his little stand-up routine. Of all places. And he, like, he said it in Alabama on purpose. Yes. Trump also has a long-time beef with the NFL because they wouldn't let him into their club. Mm-hmm. They didn't think he was good enough to be in their club. He hates the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think it's well-documented. So whatever, man. If this is going to not be about what Kaepernick was kneeling for in the beginning, mm-hmm. yes. what he was sitting out thinking for, then I don't even want to deal with this. Hey, man. You guys but said period. everything. You said, you, Cliff, you said everything. Paul, you said everything. In the end, Cap took a knee for police brutality and inequality. I don't know how the narrative has changed to the folks that are kneeling, whether it be predominantly African-Americans or not, which clearly it is, but nobody is dis- disrespecting the flag. We're all American. We all love that flag. We all love this country. But the fact of the matter is, for the stuff that's happening to minorities in this country, he's taking a stand for it. You have that right to do that. At no point, again, at no point did Kaepernick ever say, I disrespect the military, or I'm disrespecting nope. the flag. Right. That was not his point. In some kind of way, the narrative has changed to that, and it's pretty disappointing. It, and it, it literally became, oh, you're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the troops. It's like, Who no, disrespects not. the flag? But my thing is, like, 
once he tells you that this is not about the troops, then it's not about the troops. So you can't just be like, well, what about the troops? What about the troops? After he just told you it's not about the he troops. He just told you it's not about the troops. You want this to be about the troops. Mm-hmm. So instead of you paying attention to what he's actually talking about, mm-hmm. you want to make it about something else. Because mm-hmm. you don't give a damn what he's talking about. Let's be real. Like, that's just the straight up truth. If he was protesting that anthem for another reason that didn't involve black people, people would not be up in arms. Oh, absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Not. I don't even know when people really gave a damn about who, who stood for the anthem and who didn't. I, I don't know when this all started. I mean, let's be honest. Teams used to not even be on the field for the anthem. So right. it's kind of... It's, it's, it's nonsense. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. It's nonsense. But I will say, I, I was proud to see a lot of the players stand up and actually, you know what I'm saying, take a knee, you know, be a voice. You're human. Police brutality is real. Inequality is real. Racism is real in America. Don't just be silent. Right. I, I want to say one thing, and this is honestly something that I thought about for a while, and I think that Cliff can also relate, because I also know that Cliff is a first-generation American. Am I, am I right? Yes, sir. F- parents were immigrants, came... Came to this mm-hmm. country in 1972 with my two older sisters, my mom, and no money to his name. Lived in New York. He tells me stories all the time about how he used to deliver newspapers and wash cars on weekends. And he worked at a bar as a bar back, just like washing dishes. And this is all in addition to his nine to five. Just working his tail off to make a better life for his family. And, you know, now he put four kids through college. Three of us through grad school, one through law school. Not one cent of student loans were borrowed from the government. He paid for, he fronted us the money for college because he busted his ass for 30 years, come to this country to give his family a better life. Now, fast forward to 2017, we're having this discussion about inequality. And I'm made to feel like I'm not an American or I'm not a good American because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with the players who are taking a knee and, and staying to inequality. When, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I'm the embodiment of the American dream. Coming to this country to give your family something that they couldn't have where they're coming from. Because last time I checked, that's what the pilgrims did, right? They left England to come to America to have a better life. I mean, am I, am I wrong about that? Preacher, I'm not wrong. I'm not going to stop yeah. you, bro. Keep going. Oh, my father did the same thing. And there's millions of right. Paul Williams and Cliff and Guafons in this country. Millions. That's the whole family. That's the whole people, country. People who that's- come... People the come to of our right. country. This mm-hmm. it, America is the melting pot. And give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. That's America. It's a melting pot. People come to this country to make a better life for their family. And now these people, these people who just want equal treatment, not better treatment, equal treatment, are made to sound like they're villains, like demonizing mm-hmm. them, making them they're bad Americans because mm-hmm. they're with a protest that's just for their regular civil rights. And you know what? It, it, it makes me so angry. I'm just going to say that the people who are against this protest and just don't see what's going on in this country, they just don't want to see what's going on in this country. Because you know 100%. what? Because you know what? Status quo is great for them mm-hmm. because their rights have never been infringed on. They Ever. never had a gun pointed in their face by police. Nope. They, are, they don't have to be a, afraid that their children will be gunned down when they go out. To, nope. Uh, when they have a Arizona tea in their back pocket and some maniac might just gun them down because he's a, he's black and he's a thug and he probably deserves mm-hmm. to die anyway for whatever reason. 
They don't have to worry about it. So squat status quo is great for them. They don't have mm-hmm. to worry about it. But there's just it's just hard. It's hard. It's and frustrating. I, I, yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, you can hear it in my voice, and it, I'm gonna get mm-hmm. emotional about it. But it, it just it breaks my heart because people like my father and Cliff's father and, and millions of other fathers and, and mothers out there that struggle, struggle for years, fighting the same fights we're fighting today. It's just it's hard. Hey, you couldn't have said any better than that, bro. I'm with you, man. Yeah. This is where we're at, it, man. It's just, it just sucks that we're still doing this in 2017. Like it, I, 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 I don't know what to say, honestly. I just hate talking about it because we're, think, still, we're still dealing with the same you issues. You would think if people said... Same foolishness. We want equality or, hey, we don't want to be in a country where the police... Where people feel like they're fit, afraid of the police so much. You know what's where? Is my family's from West Africa, okay, mm-hmm. Cameroon. You know, in other countries, when the police are killing people, that is seen as an extension of the government, mm-hmm. right? The police are the government in other countries. So mm-hmm. the idea that they would be killing citizens is like the government's killing citizens. But here, it's just another day. Right, this is mm-hmm. just how it operates. The police are seen as separate from everything, mm-hmm. so the idea that they would that someone would die at the hands of the police that they could do no wrong—it's just like, well, what did that person do wrong? That mm-hmm. person might have deserved it, but this is how it's been forever here. Well, let's do a background check on him. See if he's historically a criminal. Maybe that's yeah. why he was shot down. So on, you know, until hey, there are a lot of people that are against these kind of protests, and it's good. That's good. That means it's working. Mm-hmm. Period. So keep it up, because that means it's working. If everybody's cool with a protest, then it means your protest probably sucks. Mm-hmm. Frankly, people should be angry. There should be people that are uncomfortable when you protest. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't, when, I see, don't, don't, don't. when I see these guys taking a knee, like last season when it was going on, I saw all those people, you know, those kind of people on Twitter, Dog mm-hmm. Abbey Twitter. Oh, yeah. American Flag Twitter, you know those people. Tw- Twitter gangsters. When I see them mad then I know it's effective. Mm-hmm. And if those Just people don't, want to ignore it, cool. Absolutely. In the end, don't lose sight of what Cap's original goal was. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Did either of you That's happen it. to catch um, what Greg Popovich said today? about? I've been waiting that? for Pops I to interview. Did. I, didn't get it, did. I, didn't, I didn't get a chance and, to see it. And this will be my last word on this because I know we need to move on. There were so many people in the comments, and I'm not that person that reads the comments of any video or anything on Twitter because – some the comments are just gonna make you just angry, but I I took a minute and read through it, and there were so many people in the comments that were just triggered, triggered at the things that he mm-hmm. said, and to me, the people who and he made a comment about being born white and understanding what that means. It means never having to go through some of the regular injustices that black people accept every day, just things that white people take for granted. And, and I'm not saying that any white person is where they are because they're white. I, I, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just not saying, at all. We're just saying that or what he said was that being born white guarantees you a certain level of safety and security that black people just aren't afforded. They, they just don't have it because a black person can be shot and killed in these streets for no reason. There's no mm-hmm. recourse. And the family's just left the grave and and bury their son or daughter or mother, father, mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. And there was people in the comments that were just so triggered, triggered at what he was saying. And to what Cliff and Corey just said, it was 
like to get somebody triggered about what I'm saying, then what I'm saying is actually working because mm-hmm. you're you're part of the problem. You're exposing the people who are part of the problem. And like Cliff said, if the protest sucks, nobody's gonna care. But this protest actually is effective because it's bringing national and international notoriety to a cause that honestly has been afflicting this country for far, far, far too long. Yep. Couldn't have said it any better, brother. Yeah. Let's yeah. get on. Let's go on to happier things. All right. Let's, yeah, let, let's let's talk about something. We're actually joined with a very special guest. <laughs> the one guy that that the one Williams brother that knows more than me. My brother Chris Williams is joined with us tonight. He's uh, he honestly, I've learned everything I know about football from this guy. Ah, uh, Chris, what's going on, man? I can't say hey, nothing man, about this. What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. What's going on, brother? How you feeling, bro? You already know, man. Victory Monday. Feeling good. Uh, it, it felt good, man. Everything, like Paul said, the coffee was hot. Whatever he said, <laughs> everything, oh, everything was lovely. Yeah. Beautiful day in the DMV. Beautiful yeah, man. Day. I rode to work this morning. I was traffic couldn't get me down. Nothing. I was riding in like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the game, man. Uh, a 27-10 win. A game that honestly. It took a Jameson Crowder muff punt and a Samaji Piran fumble to even get the Raiders on the board. It could have easily been a shutout. Could mm-hmm. easily been a shutout. And I think the Redskins get a lot of national disrespect. But after this game, a game that I think that everybody, any NFL pundit, would agree that the Raiders are a quality NFL team. And you and to put the smack on them like this, it, it's gotta just it's gotta send ripple effects across the NFL that the Redskins aren't here for play. The, the team is real. Hey, man, we played good ball last night, man, but screw the respect. If they don't want to give us any respect, that's fine. Because usually when they don't give us respect, that's when we show up like we did last night. So, hey, keep picking against us. Hope they do it next week as well. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do with Coy. I, I like being the underdog. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they don't want to give us respect, which they never have. Never. Our, our national respect level has been on, I mean, on E for 20 years, probably. Let's be real. We've played a heavy hand. We can't act like we've been picked on. We tend to go on TV and embarrass our city. Absolutely. So <laughs> it's although you know Kirk has turned into Mr. Sunday Night, you know, because now every is. you know hey, Sunday that, Night Football we've been all right, but Monday Night Football is our house of horrors, man. We don't do well on there. Right. We'll get into that later in the week. Yeah, we will get into that later. <laughs> and I will, I will say one more thing about being disrespected. There's a panel on NFL.com or on NFL Network, I should say. And mm-hmm. they obviously do their Sunday morning, we're going to predict this game. For each of the past two weeks, the entire NFL Network panel has picked against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Everybody picked the Rams two weeks ago. Everybody picked the Raiders last day. And believe that everybody's going to pick the Chiefs again in, mm-hmm. in eight days. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and DJ Swearinger on his Twitter feed has tweeted that picture out after the week yep. each of the past two weeks. So hopefully mm-hmm. we're having this conversation in seven or eight days. We're talking about another disrespectful last panel and DJ Swearinger sending out another tweet saying, I told you so. I hope they're all in on Kansas City. <laughs> oh, they will not be picked. They will not be picked next Monday. We know Absolutely that. Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, what are we, what, what are we Cliff? Seven point underdogs right now? Seven point underdogs. Put what? For, for Kansas City? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, man. Oh, come already. on, man. Yeah. Come I, on, hey, man. Eric, with Eric Berry Hurt, that's how they feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Cliff said this earlier to me in our in the little group chat, and I think I agree with him on this. Out of all the teams I've seen play football this year, and I've seen parts of every game so far this year, the only thing I know for sure 
about a team's be, uh, the Chiefs are very, very good. They're excellent. They're, they probably might, they might be the best team in the NFL right now. And I know that even includes uh, Corey's boy, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots. Yeah, and the Patriots. Oh. Yeah, but the Patriots have to look that great, if we're being real. Yeah, they have. But it's also three weeks in. The Chiefs are, sure. are looking great. Hey, Kareem Hunt might be the best young running back in the NFL. Tariq Hill is electric. He's the most dynamic wide receiver right now outside of maybe Deshaun Jackson. Just can, can mm-hmm. go from zero to 60 in no time Real quick. And the mm-hmm. team, Travis Kelsey, hey, I always was the one to say Jordan Reed is above Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey's showing some things. I mean, he's the type of weapon that you could put in the slot. You can put him in the backfield with the Wildcat. I mean, he's just so versatile. And you can also he, put him on the field because he's healthy. And he's always <laughs> healthy. <laughs> Hopefully but, we get the opportunity to see and, both and, of them on and, the field next month. And what can that you say with nice. the defense, man? I mean, Justin Houston. Tom Bali, D Ford, uh, Chris Jones, they come at you in waves in the front seven. They I do. mean, even without Eric Berry, they, they're still a top-shelf defense. I, so. Their defense is a little – we'll get into this later in the week. I think their defense is a little little shaky. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say – You can get at them. Say, yeah, yes, we, we can. can. Get at them. We can get at them. On, mm-hmm. I mean, their defense is not like their offense. Their offense mm-hmm. is, is their bread and butter. But mm-hmm. I really yeah. do think we can score. I mean, if we can score – but let me give a quick shout-out, though. Let me give a quick shout out to the young boys, man. Monte Nicholson. Say it again. Say it Monte one more time. Nicholson, Monte <laughs> Nicholson and mm-hmm. Kendall Fuller. Hey. And you know, and you know, I'm a DB, so you know, I'm I'm looking at like their technique. I'm looking at all of that. They backpedal. I'm loving it. Hey, I'm man, loving hey, them young boys, yeah, man. Yeah, big bro, Chris. Uh, a Maryland Terrapin alum played DB there for a couple of years, so he, he definitely knows his, his defensive backs. He definitely knows I'm not, when, I, when he I says love, it, he I knows love the it. DB. I love yeah. the DBs, man. So, so let, let's. Um, I'm sorry, Chris, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, nah, Norman. You know he he's always gonna be straps. Yeah, always a plus. He's not a young boy, but but he 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 gets it done as far mm-hmm. as technically sound. Like the the DBs are looking lovely. They, and, and did y'all see um Swearinger later Wood? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Hey, huge night, huge night all around. I mean, Monty Nicholson opens up the game with a pick on the second play from scrimmage. Uh, Kendall Fuller gets a pick. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. Norman is breaking up passes left and right. Mm-hmm. I, you held one of the top, well, one of the top ranked quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the top paid quarterbacks in the NFL, to less than a hundred yards passing. I mean, you couldn't, you, you would. They set the tone for the entire day. I mean, say what you want with the pass rush, but they have two great receivers on the outside. Great receivers, Crabtree and Coop might be the best receiving to, duo in the NFL. Maybe outside Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans, in my opinion. And well, you, and you and you shut them down all the way down. Well, they told the national media they were going to come here and have two over two hundred receivers. No, no. Yards. See, they didn't even tell the national media. So who they, they told? They told Norman. They told the DBs on the field before the game. Oh, yeah. That's where I, all that disrespect oh, was happening. I was I was wondering where where was the uh, all this came from. Yeah, because mm, I didn't yeah. hear that. I didn't hear that on the news. I just saw really? Norman it was all talking. pregame. They did yeah. a lot of talking pregame. Well, <laughs> a lot of talking. That's a young team though. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Raiders Crabtree. got a young team. Hey, Amen. I like Crabtree. I like Crabtree's game, but you know he if he's gonna talk trash, he's gonna have to. You know nah. you 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 got to beat Richard Sherman. You got to nah. beat Norman. You're not hey, allowed you to can't... talk trash. They snatch a chain off your neck, Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to talk trash to anybody. Shout out to Talib. <laughs> hey, well, l- let's talk about Nicholson, man. Hey, he was the one draft pick that the Redskins nation for some reason universally hated, and, and that's my. <coughs> my <coughs> Wait, it was me? I hated it? <laughs> Damn, I hated the pick? Hey, I'm just messing with you, Clint. What school did he go to again? 
with the Michigan State, right? I mean, he's Big Ten. Remember, you, you had a question about the Big Ten second. Well, I, I question no. all Big Ten players I mean, as well. Right. If you ain't on the old line, well, I, I mean, questions to ask about well, Big Ten. I mean, <laughs> well, nah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, though. Yeah. I mean, you take Big a guy Ten like skill players and not... a, a five star recruit out of high school, went is the most decorated uh, recruit to go to Michigan State in some time, ends up, you know, kind of just being an average college prospect because he, he just was always hurt and even when he was on the field they said he didn't have that certain aggression like that alpha dog mentality on the field he wasn't hitting <laughs> you bring him here and I, I don't know if what happened because Torian Gray did recruit him in, in college and mm-hmm. I, he's mm-hmm. I, as I remember he's now the Redskins defensive backs coach he must have gotten his ear because he looked good in preseason and thought it might have been just a fluke because he's playing against other backups he played well last week and you thought okay well it's Jared Goff and the Rams Hey, that was a quality group of wide receivers and quarterback you saw last night. And he was making plays over the field. He played. He got a pick. He was making tackles. He was chasing down uh, Cooper on a, on a long bomb and, and keeping him out. It's just an amazing game by a guy making his only third NFL game. And a guy who's you know, only 20. And you know what impressed me, though? Yeah. And, and not to cut you off. I'm no, sorry, no. But what impressed me, though, he, he, he's a rookie. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, playing that, he playing that cover, too, like – like in the cover two, as a safety, I feel like it's the easiest way to get suckered into like you know a dig route, mm-hmm. uh, a crossing pattern. You gonna bite? This dude played that cover two like it was like like it was nothing. Chris, mm-hmm. even when we even when we put him in the single high, just the fact that they got the trust to put him back there already, that's how he got the pick on the single high safety. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's, telling he's, I'm telling you, he's reading everything. Sewell Craven picked the wrong time, the wrong time <laughs> to talk about retiring. And it's I, all good. And I, I, I back, see what comes back. When he comes back, they'll find I, I, a place. Thank you, Chris. I said this last week in Chris, and, and I said <laughs> that Sue Cravens is going to leave, and the Redskins weren't going to give up. You know what? Because Monte Nicholson was ready, and y'all t- said it was crazy. Who's crazy no, now? I don't, I, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think crazy, the Redskins knew. Man. I don't think the Redskins knew that, that Monte was going to be who he is. Look, look, but even, but even with Monte being this good of a player, or, I mean, becoming what we're hoping is a good player, Right, Keep in yeah. mind, Cravens is coming back in 2018. Yeah, they will find a place and to play him. You yeah, need yeah. dogs in the secondary. You need yeah, yeah. Cravens gonna play, but he can go back. Or, to, he can go or, back to Buck linebacker. Wherever. Say that They'll he sure him. can. Here's, Absolutely. You know what I've noticed about this defense compared mm-hmm. to past years? They actually look like someone coaches them during the week. Oh mm-hmm. boy, boy. Right. Tom hey. Shula. Tom Shula is a dog. They look. They, yesterday, it looked like they knew everything the Raiders wanted to do. Everything, Cliff. You know it's 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 not good when they ask Will Blackman and D'Angelo Hall during their exit interviews. They ask him about the DBs coach. What's the DBs coach from last year? His name is escaping me. It was, it was Perry Fuel, right? Perry, yeah, Perry Fuel. Fuel. Perry Fuel. And he was like, they're like, how did you learn to play safety? And they their answer pretty much was, I didn't learn to play safety. They didn't teach us anything. They just threw him out there. They, they just, just threw, threw him out, out there. there. Yeah. Now you have guys who are actually in positions. You have guys like. DJ Swearinger was a leader on the field. Norman's actually in position to make plays because he's – I mean, remember last year, you didn't know who was following receivers. You didn't know if we were going to play him in man or play him in zone. Now everybody has a big fine role. Everybody stays in their lane. Everybody plays hard. It's just a refreshing thing to see. I mean, it's not surprising, right, because Gray, Gray's from college, right? He has a history of coaching up DBs. He's a teacher, mm-hmm. right? He's a teacher. He mm-hmm. coaches guys, the guys get better. That's what he's always been doing. Perry mm-hmm. Fuel is not – Perry Fuel probably hasn't coached DB since what? You know what I mean? Right, like, 1989. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Fuel's been a defensive coordinator. Tom mm-hmm. Sula, a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys teach the position. 
They're not just out here trying to wait for to get a defensive coordinator job. They're trying to get make make sure guys get better. You can see it, especially in the secondary and defensive line. Mm-hmm. There's just a different attitude about the team, man, defensively. Last year, that defense had no confidence ever. That ran on left and right. Left and right. They went 0 for 11 on third down yesterday. We couldn't stop a third down yes last year to save our lives. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't matter if it was third inches or third and five or third and 17. We third, couldn't stop Right, it. we couldn't stop it. Couldn't stop it. Right. Nah, DB's getting A because yeah. people thought they were going to get lit up yesterday. Absolutely. And they were – they were excellent, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a play they took off or a, a down play. No, I mean, now Breland, Breland played awesome. They we didn't even mention Breland. We didn't even mention Breland, man. See, see how see how quickly he's becoming the forgotten man. Yeah, but he but he's playing well. He's balling he's playing right well. now. He's balling right, right now. Well. You know, what I like most about our DB our corners. They all tackle. tackle. I knew right. you were going to say. And, and speak, <laughs> speaking of tackling, I don't know if he played a single play from scrimmage, but Fabian Moreau is one hell of a gunner. One hell of a man. That was yeah, one he, of my that was one of my notes from the game last night. On every special teams punt coverage, Moreau was the first one down there and literally made every tackle. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Open field tackle. I actually, when we were watching the game, I had to explain to my wife because I got excited when he made that open field tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She was like, and she didn't get. She was like, well, he just made the tackle. I'm like, oh, you know how hard it is to, to make break that down. Mm-hmm. Right. You running, you running full speed at a dude that's that's just about to catch the ball. And he could easily just break you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a tackle Nicholson made. I think Richard had broken out. It was like a ten yard run. Nicholson comes up, makes a tackle. Last year, that had been a twenty five yard. Run. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an open field tackle. It was a good Nicholson was also a really raw athlete, which I think is why. He looks the way he does out there. Yeah. Like athletically, he clearly is not out of place. He's like six foot two, right? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's a big, a big, big safety. Yeah, he's run. six two. I think like like two fifteen. Like a big guy, like a big, tall, fast safety. Ran a four four two at the combine this past uh, March or February, I should say. Just like a guy that like he fits the he fits he looks the part. He fits the mm-hmm. build. He he's big. He's strong. He's fast. He just wasn't being coached up, or he just didn't. Have, whatever the case may be. But something has clicked in this young man's mind the past five months because he's playing his ass off. Hopefully it keeps clicking. Yeah. All right. So Corey, give him a grade. Oh, A+. Plus. A+. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Chris. Great performance. Great performance. I mean, you got to get Paul. Anytime that you got two receivers coming out, I'm talking about Cooper was just an all-pro, uh, 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 all right? Was he all-pro mm-hmm. or he made He, he might have uh, been, been all-pro last year, yeah. No, the two receiver, two of the top receivers caught two balls for thirteen yards. You mm-hmm. got to go A plus. Right, they had, they had under a hundred yards passing. Yep. Right, that's crazy. That might, I mean, there might not be a harder feat in sports than holding a a team. The league is designed to throw the ball. It's designed yep. for receivers to get open. Mm-hmm. Hold a dynamic offense like that to hundred yards, under hundred yards passing is just ridiculous. I'm giving an A because I've also never seen. Somebody fold Marshawn Lynch like that. Swearinger oh, came man. through and just folded this dude. Wow. A plus. Wow. Yeah. You see, plus. you see his Instagram. Yeah, he's he's Skittles. He's a, he's a, he's a, I want some damn Skittles or something like that. Yeah, nah, oh, they were excellent. Man. Yeah, let's move on to the linebackers. Uh, I was a little worried, man, when Mason Foster, because you know, with Marshawn Lynch, you gotta wrap it up. You you gotta just gang tackle this guy. And without him, I was worried that we'd see Spate or Compton out there. We saw a combination of both. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's big at the, the, the start, but hey, mm-hmm. Zach Brown again was there. He did his thing, the outside linebackers. Uh, Preston Smith had a sack and a half, I believe, or one sack. Mm-hmm. I think Kerrigan had a sack. 
Spade mm-hmm. was all over the field. I mean, there were, he was out of place in a couple of plays I watched today, but for the most part, he he did his job. They were great. They were awesome. Yeah. Hey, man. Nice. Zach Brown is sideline to mm-hmm. sideline. He needs to be extended right now. Hey, Chris, <laughs> I don't know how many more weeks we need to see this before we give him a contract offer. Cliff, I know you're going to tell me. We ain't got to do it yet. I'm not going to tell you anything. We- <laughs> if I'm his agent, if I'm his agent, nah, call me in a couple months. We're not talking. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Right. And going right that's back what I'm saying. That's why, that's why players take one-year deals, mm-hmm. man, because they go to a team, they ball out, and then they cash out. In, we in going January. to the market with this tape. Hopefully we get him re-signed, because if that boy keeps playing like this <laughs> – you can't you cannot let him leave Ashburn, Virginia? Oh, no, he's been like mm. he has completely changed how we look. Hundred percent, because our linebackers used to seem so slow. Yep, right. Like Compton was clearly slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, very. It's evident now. Yeah, Brown is everywhere, man. Everywhere. You know, how sometimes you see a game and they'll say a guy had fifteen to twelve tackles, but you, you, it was just like four yard carry. He Wasn't was really there. an impact. Mm-hmm. Zach Brown's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the dude is in on every single gang tackle. Every mm-hmm. right. It, How the hell tackle. did no one sign this dude? That's a good question. It, it's a mystery. Well, bu- well, Buffalo, well, Buffalo tripping anyway. I mean, yeah, we don't yeah. know what Buffalo is doing. So. <laughs> right. No one does. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Preston it, Smith. It, it, by the way, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Preston. I was gonna say Preston Smith, man. I, mm-hmm. It's it's almost like it's almost like it's all coming together. Yep. Right. Preston Smith is looking like. The way we thought he would play last year is how he's started this season. Then you add that to the other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, hey, if, if, one of the things that I was thinking about last night is just how incredibly young this defense is and how they're going to grow together. Like, think about it. Like, Breland is in his fourth year. Nicholson is, is only – and I think he just turned 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Swearinger's still only his fifth year in the league. Preston's young. Zach Brown's mm-hmm. 27, Mason Foster's 27. Everybody, Jonathan Allen's like 22. Like, this don't is forget group. the big fella, mm-hmm. Mr. Allen. They're gonna grow up together. They're gonna grow up to be one, a great NFL defense, and they're gonna do it together. It's it's just I can't wait to see what they can become because they're yeah. already showing so many signs. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Preston Smith had a great game. He did, but let's not forget about we didn't mention him, Mr. Gallette and Ryan Anderson. I know it, didn't, it might not have showed up in the box score, but Anderson is still setting that edge. Right, mm-hmm. and Gallette is collapsing that pocket. He's not getting a sack, but you see it. I he will is there. I will say one negative thing about Anderson last next on the play after the P Ryan fumble when Everett almost had that pick on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Anderson was beat badly on on a little uh, square in route, mm-hmm. and, and if, if Car sees him, it's easy seven. And at that point, right. it's going to be twenty four fourteen. It's a different game. But I mean, I. I, I he shouldn't be guarding anybody in space. It's probably yeah, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we thank know you. that's not his. That's not his strength. Okay, that's what I was about to say. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just picking something out because I have to come up with something. I, I can't just. Is be... P Ryan okay? By the way, P Ryan, I heard he was fine. Day to day. Okay. Because that boy Mac Brown, I've been rooting for him. For hey, no, years. don't worry. Oh, have... Don't worry. We're gonna talk about Mac Brown in, in a few minutes. <laughs> P Ryan's not gonna be cool. He's not gonna be all right on that depth chart. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> Mac Brown is explosive. All right, I ain't gonna get to the offense yet. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, oh, well, let's give our linebackers a grade real quick and, and keep his party going. Hey, a plus, Zay's everywhere. Yeah, hey, hey, no problem. No, you have no arguments from me. A plus, A plus. All right, D line. Let's let's talk about course, man. Uh, roll Tide, Jonathan. Talk Allen. about him. Talk hey, about him. Hey, you yo, you hear all the things. You watch all the videos. You know that he can dominate. Mm-hmm. And on the biggest stage, 
on the biggest stage against what might be the NFL's best offensive line, which mm-hmm. might be the best offensive guard in football, Kalechi Osemele, yep. my man had a game. He showed out he, against the best. It's, it, it's he just was kicking Osemele's ass. 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 <laughs> I thought it was watching Bama versus Arkansas. <laughs> like straight up. Oh, it was every appetite. play. Every play, Every man. play. They couldn't stop him. He wasn't even getting sacks every play. He was just causing havoc. Mm-hmm. The pocket was collapsing mm-hmm. every play. Every play. What was, what was the stat going into this game? I think Carr had like nine pressures all season. Right. Yep. He just wasn't comfortable because he wasn't used to being under this much pressure. Mm-hmm. And it was every down, man. Every at, down. One, at, at one point, they start, They tried to actually help out Assimilate with a little slide protection. Got killed. He, he <laughs> got killed. double teams. <laughs> And he was still collapsing the pocket. Man, football gods, how, thank you for Jonathan Allen. How the hell Just did we get him? Let me say How it did again. we get him? Thank it you for Jonathan sense. Allen. Nope. Mm. Fell, to, fell to 17. It was, that's only, it was only God's will. It only God's will. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, God was looking out. Shout out to God. Thank you for that. <laughs> wow. We needed that. <laughs> no, can, he's can we talk he's about, got some Michael Bennett in his game, man. Yes, he does. Yeah, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. I didn't want to do it. I've always Cliff, you 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 read my mind. I just I don't want to put that pressure on the kid, but if he keeps collapsing the pocket like that on Sundays, the league is going to take notice cuz he's a problem. Hey, and let's let's give a shout out real quick. Not only for the great sideline uh gestures, but for coaching up these guys, <laughs> man. Jim Tomasula. Can't mm-hmm. say enough about this guy. Like Cliff mentioned earlier in the pod, just a teacher of, of, of players and, and some, a guy that you're going to bring in and you know that it's going to be fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. He turned Jonathan Allen loose last night and he was killing. And now you have a guy next to him who is young, Matt Ioannidis, that last mm-hmm. year couldn't even get active on game days. And when he played, he was ineffective. Now he's stronger. A second year in the system. And now you have arguably the league's top defensive line coach showing the ropes, and now he's killing. He, he's your go-to defensive tackle on passing downs. He's playing more than McLean. He's playing more than McGee. He's playing more than Hood. These are vet- veterans making a lot more money than him, and he's taking all their snaps, taking all their lunch you, money. And you know what it is? Tom Shula is, is, is teaching them which gap to shoot. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's just as simple as that. If you just – just, just run the technique. Technique sound, Chris. Right. Just, te- just, just run the technique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think shoot, that's, that's the, the gap, biggest. Shoot the gap you're supposed to shoot. I think that's the biggest difference. From I mean, yes, they're faster, they're phys- more physical, they tackle better. But just like use from play to play, like last year, there was a busted assignment on almost every defensive snap. It was like mm-hmm. whether it was it was exposed or not. But there was busted plays left and right. Like they mm-hmm. like I just have faith. I have confidence in this team that when a play is snapped and it's third and five that there will be 11 guys actually doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing yeah, they're, they're where they're mm-hmm. supposed to be at last yeah. year you would you would get you might get it first down second down now it's third and 15 someone blows it aside right 100 and it was like that constantly yep and to me that just shows you you are not a pro you're not a well-coached team mm-hmm. hey man kind of like the year when we picked up callahan to coach up the o-line I, I tell you guys this all the time when we picked up tom sula that was probably one of the biggest off-season pickups we made because clearly we've had a history of having a horrible defensive front. First thing Gruden said was, once he hired Tom Sula, he's going to make me a nose tackle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just say that. 
This D line is ball, this D line is balling right now, man. Big guys to Tom Sula. But, but you know, you know what, what makes you nervous about Tom Sula? I brought up to Paul earlier, is that I'm just worried that some of the uh, coach is gonna uh, not coach. I'm sorry, franchise is gonna want to hire him away. Oh, yeah. you know, Danny. You know, but you know what? We got Danny checkbook for that, Chris. We got oh, Danny's good. checkbook, and <laughs> he already had the head coaching job before. Mm-hmm. It didn't go so well. So, well, I, I mean. I mean, I, I don't know what he would do as a defensive. Was he a defensive coordinator at any point in San Francisco? I, I don't think so. I think it was, I, I always felt like he was D line coach. Yeah. Yeah. We got the checkbook. Yeah. I, I, I trust people don't really want to leave here when they, the checks are good. Not them checks. Right. Shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Dan. They're not going to bounce. They're not going to bounce. <laughs> Dan is the man with the yak, yak, yak. Sorry. Y'all see, Dan, Dan was hyped in the box last night, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That dachshund catch had him. So boosted. He's like, yes, my my investment. <laughs> it's it's he's it's such a, crazy. He's such a gump, though. Mm. Every time it's, I see him, he's looking goofy course, as hell. Man. Like, just, come on, man. Of course he is. He's he's <laughs> our gump, fellas. He's our gump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, A's all around. Hey, oh, sorry, sorry, Cliff. Go ahead. A's all around. Everyone gets A's all around. Hey, man. Hey, I've, A-plus. I've never seen our defense look like that before. No, I've been the trying to think in my head. When we looked like that on beat, we looked. There was one point by like midway through the third quarter, I was like, Man, we look like the best defense mm-hmm. on the planet tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've never even thought that ever as a fan. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, man, mm-hmm. I looked down on my phone. I was at the game last night with Corey, and I think the exact words that Cliff texted me were, This defense might bring a tear to my eye. I was like, Hey, man, I, <laughs> dog, it's, I, it's a thing yeah, of beauty, man. I just never seen them play like that. Mm-hmm. No one was missing. Ta- they were gang tackling Marshawn Lynch. There, I think there was a dump off to him. I think it was like second and nine, dumped it off. And we Usually were flying. It's a, it's a play where Marshawn breaks a couple of tackles, ends mm-hmm. up with a first down. He got about a yard away from that marker, mm-hmm. and like eight guys hit him. Flying. Yeah. And, and the next play was the Kendall Fuller pick, by the yep. way. Yeah, next play was the Kendall Fuller pick. Yeah, exactly. Just, the attitude is so different. And to me, that's Swearinger, Tom Sula, Manuski. Who we haven't even brought up yet. The defense just has a different attitude. This mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people got mad when we hired Manuski. Sure did. And yeah, they're they talking too. I love it. They're talking mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, they're out there. They talk. They're talking shit oh, the yeah. entire game. You can tell. Uh, I can see Swearinger's head just bobbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All game. When Nicholson, <laughs> hit, when Nicholson hit Crabtree, mm-hmm. the first person that ran up the Crabtree when he was on the ground was Swearinger. <laughs> <laughs> I love his attitude, man. Yeah, man. Nah, great it's great. We, great. we haven't had that kind of that right. kind of attitude. It brings a certain swagger to the defense. But you know, when he said something interesting, I guess he had told Collinsworth this. I don't know if Chris heard when he was watching. He said that he had kind of got the impression that the Raiders were gonna. The Raiders felt like they would just come here mm-hmm. and beat our ass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's mm-hmm. what happened. That's they were just happened. gonna come here, run the ball wherever they wanted, mm-hmm. push us around. We're gonna get two hundred. I, I think Amari Cooper is the one that told Josh Norman we can get two hundred yards. Mm-hmm. They thought it was gonna be an easy game. They thought we were a joke. They thought we were a joke. Not up in here. <laughs> Not up in here. <laughs> All right, I love it. All right, let's move on. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this next segment by saying this because. <laughs> We've caught a lot of flack on this podcast for, for, for bashing Kirk. And I, I've always been the type of guy who said, and I said this a couple of times in the past couple of weeks, it would, nothing would make me happier than coming on this podcast one day after a game 
mm-hmm. and saying Kirk played great. Well, you know what? God damn it. Yesterday, my man played great. Right. Big up to Kirk. 30, over 300 yards, threw a couple touchdowns, no picks. Just looked like a competent quarterback last night. Mm-hmm. Look like an NFL made, starter, man. What? He looked like an NFL starting quarterback. He looked like yeah. someone who's earning that $24 million. He, I think yeah. or he looked like he's somebody who, who deserved $24 million mm-hmm. in his direct the thing, the, thing with, the thing with Kirk is, right, and uh, – Okay, well, look, the thing is, Kirk is getting $24 million, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't be patting him on the back to play like this. Like, just, exactly. Just, yeah, come exactly. Out, just come out here and, and go through your reads and, and hit the open man. That's not too That's much to it. ask for. That's, That's not like, too much to ask. You, you'll, get, get you'll get your money. You'll get your money. Yeah. Do that, and you're going to get, get paid. Right, you'll, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take care of you. Don't Yo, this, worry is my whole, this is my whole point last week. It's like, what is our expectation for this team? Mm-hmm. If people are happy when Kirk plays the way he did versus the Rams, then that means you're okay with us winning eight games. Mm-hmm. I don't want to win eight games, man. I'm tired of eight games, nine wins, being like this huge relief for our fan base. The NFC doesn't look that good. Nope. Nah, not at all. If Kirk plays at a starting QB level consistently, we Give are going to beat teams. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I shouldn't be here like giving you this round of applause when you play like you did yesterday. No this doubt, sh- this should be my expect. This is my expectation for how he plays every week. Absolutely, you right. want to be the highest paid QB in the league. This is how you need to be playing. Absolutely, the, the quarterback on the other sideline was garbage yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if Kirk played the way Derek Carr did, I would be killing Kirk today. We would have went on air last night. Look, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> on forty five. Cars with the highest paid QB in the league this year, right? Sure Stafford's is. contract. Stafford's contract starts the following year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. Yeah. Our quarterback wasn't. I've never seen Car play like that. Hey, I, look, never. The funny thing is, I have. I have seen. Carr you play. you called it. I'll give you that, Cliff. You yeah, Cliff. Cliff did call. Yeah. I mean, I Carr, Carr plays great when he has protection. Right. So, He's a wreck, and, and he yeah. usually does. You got to give our, our credit to our defense. D line mm-hmm. was. D line was getting pressured with three three man rush. Yeah, yeah, that never happened ever ha- happened for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Kirk, I mean, Kirk was out there standing in the pocket. He was taking he was making throws while getting hit, which is not something he had done the, the previous two weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say that too, Cliff. Like he looked like a good like this is how you should be playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not getting a like great. You did a great job. You get an A from me. You were great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But don't come out here next Monday and give me an F because that mm-hmm. is my whole problem when mm-hmm. it comes to my, like any quarterback. I can't, I, can't, I can't be so unsure of how you're going to play every week. Mm-hmm. Give know, me this regularly. It I, just we, felt we, we good. We will win so many games. It felt good to see Kirk step up in the pocket. You know how we always say, Kirk, he gets happy feet when he feels pressure coming. Mm-hmm. Even when pressure's not coming, Kirk throws the ball away. Right. Last night, he stood in that pocket. He took hits. Even on the one where Dotson actually dropped it across the middle. That was Kirk tough stood throw. It, he, and he made the throw. Mm-hmm. He stood in there, took the hit. I mean, Dotson, you got to make that catch. But last there was, night. There was one on the sideline, the prior or Grant. The camera, he got hit, made an excellent And it was throw. a dime. Excellent it was a dime. Throw. It was yeah. a dime. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. I mean, I'm with Cliff. I, I I echo everything you guys say. I mean, just consistency is the name of the game, man. Like, I don't get any pleasure out of coming on this podcast and killing you, Kirk. None, because I love you, man. I, and I've been a Redskins fan for 28 years. I'm 33. Since you've years been old. shitting diapers, I've been a, no, and that's the thing. Like, I 
I don't remember the last time the Redskins were, were a Super Bowl contender. I don't remember 91. No. I was too young to remember it. Yeah. So the thing about is, is I'm desperate to see us just win some games. I don't right. get any pleasure out of killing you. I just want you to play like you <laughs> did last night all the time. And I'm not saying you're going to be perfect because nobody's perfect. Don't got to be perfect. Just, just last night was great, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. That's, hey, that's, but look, that's you, know, you know what? I, I think um, who deserves credit for uh, Kirk's play is Chris Thompson. He's been taking so much mm-hmm. pressure, so much pressure off of Kirk. Mm-hmm. Right. His, che- his check down man is just, is just playing like a football genius right, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I will say something to that effect, and I, I'm assuming we're all giving Kirk's A's, right? Absolutely. He's right, every, yeah, everybody's giving Kirk's A's. A plus, Kirk. Yeah, so let's move on to the running backs. Cliff had mentioned for a couple weeks in a row that the word is out on Chris Thompson. The word is out on Chris Thompson. They're going to key on him. I don't know mm-hmm. what Jack Del Rio was doing last night. Don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to take nothing away from Chris Thompson because he, he balled out, you know. 38 rushing yards, 150 through the air, uh, scored another two touchdowns. Wait, how many touchdowns did he score? Yeah, two touchdowns, right? No, he had one. He had one. Oh, just, just the one. 150. Yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, just one yeah, touchdown. Yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, he could have had two, but well, the he, touchdown uh, did, he, he got he got gassed on the second. Yeah, Emerson, yeah. Emerson ran him down. Emerson had a good angle, but yeah. that one touchdown he had, they didn't even cover him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three guys blitzed from from the offensive line's left side, and clearly mm-hmm. one of them was supposed to guard Chris Thompson because there's no way we fifteen can... yards of him. When he before before you finish on that play, I don't know if y'all noticed, but Kirk saw that blitz. Just got to give Kirk another shout-out. He right. saw that blitz coming and changed that yeah. play. And I don't know if y'all remember, the, the play before the Docks and touchdown was a third and four where Chris Thompson just runs a simple just into the flat and, mm-hmm. and picks up six. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, I know there's defensive breakdowns, but you know this guy was our only offensive option for two weeks. And y'all, y'all, be, y'all aren't he, guarding him. Right. He's become like our Darren Sproles right. type of player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the idea that he would be on the field and you would just not cover him. Right. That's it's, like what we used to do right. when we played Darren Sproles. We'd look. be like, why the hell is Darren Sproles so open? <laughs> right. All right, but look, so Andy Reid knows Chris Thompson. They're going to game plan for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's not going to go three weeks like this. Like, Do they have the guys to cover him, though? That is the question. Because I don't know. I don't is I don't I mean I'm not gonna knock Derek Johnson. I don't know if Derek Johnson physically still has to chase Derek, Derek around does, someone Derek like that. Derek does not have the speed no more to chase Chris Thompson. He's no. good in coverage, but not now. Open field, I'm gonna I'd have to go with Chris Thompson. Yeah. Well we're gonna see what they do. Cause I think Del Rio just thought, you know, we two and oh and we're going out to we're gonna go out to DC and just, you know, Chris, go, they go, came go out the here motion. to party. They thought they was gonna come out here. They're gonna go through the, the motions, scenes. and yeah. it and it was clear. Yeah. It was clear. Even the fan base was. I mean, I, I remember we walk in the stadium, and all you hear from the stadium is Raiders, <laughs> Raiders. They, Why they are there so out. many fans? They were cut. No. Why are there they, so many fans from other teams here? Why? DC, I mean, man. I, I want to. The Raiders say got a lot of fans. Transient city, and a lot of people from here don't live here. Or people who live here aren't from here, I should say. But it's but, like I mean, that a lot I, of. I, I mean, but the, yeah, the reality is, it, it, the rest of it have put out a bad product for twenty five years, and the stadium is crap, and it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's easy to get tickets. That's that's. Yeah, but the Ra- the Raiders have fans everywhere though. The Raiders, they're, everywhere. they're, they're one of those travel teams. Well. The Raiders have a huge fan base everywhere, which yeah. is funny. They're kind of similar to us because they've been terrible. Yep. For an extended period, but they have very loyal fans. Yeah. Their fans are very loyal. All the Raiders mm-hmm. fans I know, before every season, even when they were trash, 
would still be running their mouths before the season started. <laughs> right. Like that, they just have that kind of fan base. Right. But it, I, back back to what I was saying about this, it's, it's just like they thought there was going to be an easy game. They probably thought after they whooped the Jets' ass last week that they were going to come in here and do the same on national on national TV. And mm-hmm. the fans were brash. They were cocky. I mean, honestly, I met a lot of Raiders fans last night, and a lot of them are really nice. They're really cool people. Like they're not as trashy as a, as another fan base that invaded two weeks ago <laughs> from a certain city. Two hundred miles. Don't away. even. Don't. We won't even. I, I'm them. not even going to mention them by name. I'm going to mention my name. The punk ass Eagles. Well, you <laughs> had to say it. By See in a few weeks. Yeah, but I, I think that I think the thought was they would come out here and get a quick L. Go back to to the West Coast and be three and zero, and I'm glad I didn't go. Ahead. Yeah, I think yeah. they thought this was going to be like their coming out party. Yeah, to, to, right. to the whole league. And and because you said, remember you said a week ago, and, and it's true. When was the last time the Raiders played on national TV? Like they don't they don't mm-hmm. get this was their mm-hmm. year to like everybody knew the Raiders. Like last year, they were kind of I don't want to say an unknown because I thought they ever knew that potential. They won 12 games. Derek mm-hmm. Carr breaks his leg. Their season's over. They're not going to go in the right. further than public because you know their quarterback just broke their leg. But they also not. didn't play any big games on TV right. last year. Right. This was the year where they're like, okay, the Raiders are going to be good. Everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. This was their first national TV game, and I mean, they pulled at us. They pulled the Redskins. They're the they shit of, the be- they shit the bed. Right. They're the kind what? of team. The only time you see on national TV is when they're playing in the division. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You go like I think they played the Broncos on Sunday night last year. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to see them playing a, a non-out-of-conference team week three. This was a big game for like in terms of their their person, like who we are. Right? They had a young team last year. You mm-hmm. won 12 games. Now you come mm-hmm. in, you start two and zero. You're about to come over here, embarrass the skins on TV. Mm-hmm. You're going to be number one in all the power rankings. That's the kind of thing these people care about. Mm-hmm. It just didn't happen. Right. From the start. It wasn't happening. We weren't having it, man. Nope. Right. Nope. All right. Well, let's get back to these running backs real quick. So, Chris Thompson obviously had an amazing game. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on Samaji Piran. I, I, I'll say this because I'm a, a big West Virginia guy, as we all know. So, I watched a lot of Oklahoma <laughs> football. I, <laughs> so, I watched a lot of Oklahoma football. And I was – it was always a thing where it's like, yeah, I, th- I think Samaji Piran's a decent back. I mean, obviously, Joe Mixon was the – was the guy to see our time we played against them. And last night, I mean, I know some of the holes weren't there, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm having mixed feelings about Samaji Piran. Like he's not really hitting the holes as hard. He's still kind of peckish when he's approaching the line. He's not really hitting it as hard as he can. He had another fumble. But I, I'm trying to keep my hopes up with the young man because it's still in his third NFL game, and he's still learning a lot. It's a way different offense. I got to be honest. Well, I'm, not, I'm not that down on him. I thought, I mean – Obviously, he didn't have no big breakaways last night. He didn't have no 20, 25-yard gators. But when that game started, he was grinding out some tough yards. I mean, he was running the ball physical. Yeah. He's he, a grinder. He, yeah, he's, he's a, a grinder. grinder. We, we can't expect P. Ryan to be uh, Mixon, who was the breakaway back at Oklahoma. He's right. a grinder. Fourth quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. He's somebody you want to give the ball to. Right. Obviously, he's got to stop fumbling. You can't lay the ball on the ground. Uh, right, right. Yeah, we, he wanna, the last guy is right. gone. We just, but, ran, but, we, we just ran a third-round pick yeah. out of town for doing the same yeah. thing you're doing now. But I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not really down on Piran. He, he had the fumble, but I thought he, he played well, man. I mean, Piran. Piran's cool. You know, my my question is this: I I feel like Gruden's offense. Well, in, in Cincinnati, he had uh, what Bernard and and uh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is is he's kind of shifty also. Yeah, for a big guy. Yeah, he definitely. You know is. what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know what they saw in Piran. He is a grinder though, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like I'm looking at this kid, Mac Brown. Like, yo, yeah, hey, the kid, is a, he's explosive. Like, he's Mac, shifty. Mac got some jets on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I like they need Mac to Brown. Put him, they need to get, yeah, put him in the game a little more. Yeah, and he he was getting tough yards towards the end of last night. I think like it was down in the fourth quarter, and it was after Piran fumbled, and I think he hurt his hands. He was out of the game anyway. They put Mac Brown in, and, he, and he's getting hit at like the two or three yard gain mark. And he's pushing forward for seven, eight, nine. Like he's like he's moving the pile. So not only is he fast and explosive, he's also a lot tougher and a lot stronger than he looks. And I don't mean that to, to be condescending. I mean, I'm sure he's a big strong guy as an NFL running back, but he can get those tough yards too. Something that P Ryan and Rob Kelly can do, but now you can also get that plus a little bit more dynamic explosion from this guy. And mm-hmm. I hope to see, I, we can see more of him next week. I think because, we are going to see more of him next week. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much Rob I don't know what Rob Kelly's health situation is going to be, but I mean, like I said to you guys in the chat, Oklahoma running backs, I think they take a little time to adjust because the holes they're running through in college are like, mm-hmm. that's not NFL, man. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look it. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like I told you, like Joe Mixon has not been tearing it up since he got to the Bengals. Like, it's just, you're not going to get a handoff and you literally can pick between three, like, massive Gaping running holes. holes. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It just doesn't like that. So, I feel like when P. Ryan gets the ball sometimes, instead of just hitting the hole, taking your four yards, which is what Rob Kelly's good at, mm-hmm. you give Rob Kelly the ball, you, you block that thing, Rob Kelly's just going to go forward if there's nothing there. Rob won't get you that four or right. five. I think that's something P. Ryan's just going to learn yeah. over time. Yeah. So P. Ryan, he'll be fine. Yeah. Hey, if we, if we stick to this run like this, he's going to get his carries. It's all about experience. Yeah, most definitely. He's also going to be one of those backs who wears on you. So he might not be good the first – 10 carries. That, that Jones-Drew build. But like 18, but when it's fourth quarter, he's on carries 19 and 20, like when we uh-huh. saw last week versus the Rams. Exactly. He right. didn't start that well versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. Later in the game, because we were we been running the ball hard, now it's a little easier for him to run. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and shout out to Gruden for sticking for the run, because I know that's something that he, his one of his knocks is that he doesn't stick with the run. Two weeks in a row, he's been dedicated to run, running the ball on first down, which I mean, I'm not gonna sit and and crush his play calling because running on every first down gets predictable. But at least you are dedicated to the running and you're sticking to a game plan. Oh, yeah, they were running. They ran we, on. We've had three games yesterday. and he's had three great game plans. We yes, need, I, I agree. Not let that go unnoticed. Gruden has called great games. All right, uh, let's give grades for the running backs. I'm. I'll, I'll give. I, mean, I got to give my. A minus. I'll, I'll give. Him, I'll give him a B plus. I mean, the fumble hurts. I mean, and they didn't yeah. have a great average, but you know, I. Chris, Tom- Chris Thompson had 188 yards of total offense. I mean, that counts for something. I- I'll give him a, a- – I'll give him a B- – I'll give him a B plus. I'm going to give him the A minus. Only thing, only reason I'm giving the minus is because of the fumble from P. Ryan, but Chris Thompson was unstoppable again. Matt came in, had his carries, looked like a starter. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no complaints. Nah, a minus. Fumble, a fumble is a full letter grade for me, man. Like, no, nah, fumble is <laughs> terrible. That, that could have made that a 10-point game. Man. It could have. It could have. It could have. You get a B. That's like I. I can, we, can we? Can they get a B plus? I hate fumbles. B. I I'm gonna I'm I'm go with a B plus only because the fumble looked like it, it looked like it, it was a result of him getting injured a little bit on his hand. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got he popped. Well, they, yeah, they put the hat around the ball. I mean, it was a good play by the defense, and I, yeah. I, I'm just glad that fumble was three, not seven, because I remember I was like, oh god, here it comes, here comes mm-hmm. the collapse, and and, and the mm-hmm. defense held strong, and the offense grinding up the game, but. They scored touchdowns. Still got home that rock. 
Got a whole like crowd. Him, that that crowd would have got so nervous. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's he needed, talk. To, he needed to learn how to put two hands on the ball. That, he'll be all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. All right, wide receivers. Hey, Corey, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you start this off because your your man Josh Doxon, your man Joshua Doxon. Well, folks. Hey, Corey, you have the floor. It's yours. Go. I just want to say we gave him an opportunity. Thank you. He came down with the ball. Thank you. I don't think it's too much to ask for our quarterback to give him an opportunity. The kid is 6'2". He has a 40-some inch vertical. I might sound like his agent right now, but I don't care. (laughs) Josh Dotson can be the real deal. He made a spectacular grab last night. I'm not going to kill Kirk too much because it wasn't the greatest pass in the world, but he I mean, got it out It was a terrible there. pass, but it was well, there. Yeah. Cliff said it. But, <laughs> I mean, it was but, I, but you think, the thing is, I'm not defending Kirk on this one. It wasn't a great throw, but it's the type of throw that he always catches. Exactly. If you, if, if, yeah, if you watched his highlights at, at, yeah. at, at TCU, I mean, Trayvon Boykin wasn't throwing darts. He wasn't throwing darts to him. Right. He was throwing the, exact, the lob passes that – I'm 6'2", and I have a 43-inch vertical. I'm going to jump over your 5'8", five, 5'9", five, yes. you at the back. He just me and, high and, even, and, even, and even Kirk said today, yes, the pa- I don't I hate throwing those passes, but you know what? He knew that Docs could get it, and goddamn it, he did. He high points everything, man. Everything. In college, every time the ball, like, he always catches it high point. Every Emerson, time. Emerson didn't high point the ball at all. He thought the ball. He thought it was a punt. He thought it was gonna be over. Yeah, <laughs> he was running like it was like it was overthrown or something. Right. You know, yeah. Actually, you know. But Doxon came. Doxon John came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, that was y'all. Y'all catch, look out. Man. Next couple weeks coming up. Look out for Josh Doxon to have a breakout couple Chris, games. Chris, mm-hmm. tell him again. I've been telling because him for weeks. I'm, I'm telling you, when he scored, I was like, there goes the monkey off his back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It's, it, he got up off him right there. You could see his confidence in the end zone. He was happy. I was happy for him. You can see I the said, team. The team was happy yeah. for him. They all ran right. on the field. Like everyone yeah. was waiting. Just give him an opportunity. You got to give hey, him a chance. Hey, Corey, look. How many plays? How many plays can you make when you get zero opportunity? None. None. That's all I'm trying to say. I got. A question. I got a question for you guys. How many right. receivers in the league? Because that was an incredible catch. That's yep. an AJ type play. How many receivers in the league can make that play? Not many. Not, Not many. A lot. AJ, I mean, that, that, Mike takes, Evans. that takes a special breed of athlete to make that. I mean, I know that every NFL player are special athletes because it's mm-hmm. the NFL is the most exclusive group in sports. But hey, man, to have that kind of body control and just to just cradle that ball and just, oh man, it, it was a thing of beauty. And it's something that every wrestling fan's been waiting 18 been months waiting. to see. We've been, been waiting. waiting so long. Hey, we've never had a receiver that can make a play like never, never. <laughs> Say it again, Paul. Never, never, no, never. Not Rod never? Gardner. Never, Not Chris. Michael Westbrook. That was an incredible mm-hmm. catch. Like, the idea is, like, because usually the receivers that can make a catch like that, they don't score on that play. Mm-hmm. They just go up in the air. They get tapped. Catch it and come down. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Roll, roll out of bounds or something. He went up, took it, scored. That's mm. Like this is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one for hyperbole. That's a Pro Bowl level receiver yep. play. Yep. Yeah. You're not gonna see. You're not gonna see players making that kind of play every week. Nope. Just not. Yeah, yeah, probably DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Odell, Odell Beckham. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The list uh, is short, man. One of the fun, one of the funniest things about that catch was today when I was just like at my desk at work and I'm just looking at highlights on my computer and this and that, and I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing all these Raider fans like I fucking hate Emerson. And I'm like. 
Oh, I remember the days of that. I, I remember that whole shit. <laughs> oh, but they would, they would love him last year, though. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. when he was got there two years ago, he had a little breakout season, but now he's back to being Emerson again. I mean, look, 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 look. Come on, <laughs> I, 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 uh, come on. Emerson, that, that's a hard play to make, also. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. As a DB, you, you're not thinking somebody's going to just leap over your back. No, right. not, not like that. And moss you like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was, was caught he, off guard by that, man. Yes, he was. But when the ball was in the air, I was like, that's got to be the dachshund. Because, like, like, the fact that he went up and caught it, and as well as we were playing, like, in that moment, it was like, wow, this is really all happening. It's happening. Everything couldn't believe is it. happening. Like, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Nah, you just got to give this guy targets, man. Yeah, man. I will I – mean, and I want to say one more thing. Before we talk about Crowder, because we got to talk a lot about Crowder. Crowder muffed another punt, and, and that's its own can of worms at this point. But let's talk about Terrell Pryor for a second. I mean, he had a couple passes, uh, had another drop. I think I, I don't know if it's technically a drop. I, th- I think maybe they, they're counting. No, nah, I think I think I think the pa- I think the, uh, the DB hit it away though. Mm-hmm. I think the DB hit it away. But if we're talking about the same play, at, at, at this point, should Terrell Pryor still be considered the number one receiver of this team? Was he ever the number I don't, one receiver? I don't think I don't think we I ever personally gave him the number one. No, I don't. I don't. Think he was he was he was given that to the by the the national media because yeah. of these fantasy numbers and all that foolishness. I mean, I this is the guy that I mean. We all wondered why Cleveland was so willing to let him go for such a, a what we thought was a, a bargain. We gave him six million dollars with eight million dollar you know can make up to eight million dollars on this deal, and everybody's like, I can't believe they let him go. I can't believe they let him go. Well, and you, and you, I, and you I, heard I, from it, what I hear, Cleveland gave him an offer though. They gave him an offer, but you you would think a team that's so devoid of talent like Cleveland is and still I mean was and still is that they would want to keep a guy who is so dynamic in house, and they were just yeah. fine letting Good. him walk. He caught 70 passes last year, and you, on the surface, that's great. And you said, okay, he's the only person getting targets. Maybe it's the quarterback sucked. You have to remember this guy is still was a quarterback three years ago. He's still learning the ins and outs position. And now that he's in a more sophisticated offense, he's struggling a little bit. It's a little bit disheartening to see because I know how good he could possibly could be. But he, he's you know why I don't like you don't you know why I don't like hearing people say that he's still learning the position, which which could be true. He's still learning the position. I'm not gonna take that away from him, right? When the ball hits your hands, there's nothing to learn about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to catch you, you catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Learning the position means you learning your split, mm-hmm. uh, how deep you need to run, run this route, mm-hmm. maybe your footwork, at yep. what step do you break back to the ball. I mean, yep. but when, when, the, when the ball's in your hand. You got to catch it. It's just you're a football player at that point. I, I feel you, but you know the, the weird thing about Pryor, which was what makes him go on the receiver so crazy, is he said that when the, when the Raiders asked him to move to wide receiver, the first thing he told them is, I can't catch. Yep. <laughs> I yep. cannot catch. Really? So I can't play. Re- so like, like, what do you mean you want me to receiver? I literally cannot catch. So, but but I think we need to slow down on Like, I feel like the, going into the season, the expectations were so high for Pryor. It was too high for Pryor. Yep. And now. I heard you guys say that, too. Like, all the hype. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, true. people were getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he is not been that so now we're looking at like well maybe he's not that good we also need to look at our team like this he's not really thrown to receivers that much no. that's true yeah. yeah how many targets did Pryor have yesterday like I mean, maybe maybe four? like four or five 
I don't remember right in front of me, but I mean, not, it couldn't be more than four or five. He's t- our number one receiver is Jordan Reed. Yep. That's, that is, to me, the number one receiver is whoever the quarterback thinks the number one receiver is. 86. Mm-hmm. Kirk's number one receiver is Jordan Reed. His number mm-hmm. two is Jamison Crowder. Yep, number 80. His number three is Thompson. Thompson might be the number two now, for real. Because he looks at Thompson all the time. All, all the time. time. <laughs> yeah. I True. feel like we need to give. Let's give Pryor some some time, man. We should absolutely. I, well, I, you, I, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. Pryor, I'm gonna give Pryor some praise though. He he's blocking his ass. Blocking off. his Block, ass. Blocks his yep. ass off. Man. That's what he does. And, and that's something. That's something we did not get with Deshaun. Even though Deshaun, you whatever he his talent, you can't teach it. Nope. But but uh but but he at least you get an effort from from Pryor. He blocking hey, his ass. Right. Off. Pryor made some catches last night. He had a he had a crucial. Uh, he ran an out route. One that Kirk, Kirk threw a dart. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a grab that where Pryor grabbed. He dragged his toes, but I mm-hmm. mean, that's not no need to hit the panic button yeah. yet on Pryor. I think his game's gonna come too. I think it's easy when you drop passes like he did in Week One, and you are you are new to the position. His confidence was probably a little up and down. Definitely, new team. New yeah. Like, so yeah. And, and he, I feel like he feels a lot. Had a lot of pr- he feels he puts a lot of pressure on himself yeah. to be our number one receiver going into the year. Jordan and Reed came into the season not healthy. I will be patient with Pryor. Mm-hmm. I still think he's going to help us a lot this year. Yeah. But we also need to remember that the quarterback really is not targeting outside receivers right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk a little bit about James and Crowder right now. I know I was on this podcast after the Eagles game, and I said a muff pump is – that Jameson Crowder is not gonna field nine hundred ninety nine out of a thousand punts with with ease. Now he's muffed his second in three games. I'm not gonna panic and say that he should be replaced as the punt returner at this point. But is it something know. that no? Is it something they should worry about? No. Well, I don't well, think so. Now it's nine ninety eight out of a thousand. Yeah. He'll be okay. He did. Yeah. It, was, it was a lack of focus, Paul. You Ooh, play the game. He, you know, so sometimes it happens where you just he lose the ball. muffed. The hell out of that. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh man, he took his eyes off of it. It was one of those muffs. It wasn't even like it fell right in front of him. Mm -hmm. He muffed it. We had no chance of recovering. The ball was like fifteen yards in front of him. Mm -hmm. I think. I think I put my bottom dollar that he that he'll never do it again. Yeah, definitely. Right. He he won't do it again. Mm -mm. I mean, two in a two in a row. He's gonna be like, all right, yeah, all right. Let me let me just look the ball in now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Patterson kind of threw him off a little bit. He was standing there, sprinting yeah. up to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I trust James Crowder. So I'm not. I can't. Obviously, we don't like muff punts in the same way. I don't like fumbles, but he'll be I fine. Like I feel like Crowder will be fine. He made some big catches yesterday. Mm-hmm. Too, yes, he did. Most yes, definitely. He Clutch oh. catches on third down. Well, hey, what, what happened to the Golden Boy, man? Oh, Ryan Grant. Ryan, Ryan Grant. What? He, I didn't see him at all. No, he, he had a couple. He, he, he had a couple grabs. He caught a couple balls. He, he had a couple passes. He did. I mean, okay. oh, he right. had one where he bat. He he dropped it and batted it straight in the air, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not bad. But he, he had, had another out route where yeah. Kirk threw a dime. I got to yeah. give Kirk credit. Under he pressure. Dime. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, man. Kirk loves Sunday night football, man. Yeah, he does. And Mr. Sunday night, like you said, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. So, great to the wide receivers. And, uh, and hey. you know, before before we move on, <laughs> let, let's go ahead and just throw George, uh, J- uh, Vernon Davis in with the wide receivers. Yeah, how receivers. do we not? Yeah, come on, you Maryland hey, man. Guys. Shoot out, so, shout out, on. shout out to the Duke. Hey, Dirty Turk. hey. <laughs> shout out to the Duke. Hey, Vernon, if you ever gonna listen to this, man, shout out, dog. Yeah. You hey, played man. your ass off. Yeah, hell of a I game, see you. Vernon. Hey, thirty four years old. He's thirty three. 
Mm-hmm. Looking yep. good. Hey, man. He, he's out here. Like I said, like I said, after the, the last podcast, he has old man moves. But it's that old, slow it's man, old that man, old man, man has he. He, 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 he he's, he's the Paul Pierce of the NFL, mm-hmm. but he's out there just cooking. He gets the job done. Yeah, and it's it's funny because when Reed is out, I'm I'm not, like obviously I would love for Jordan Reed to be out there, but I know he's going to miss games. Vernon is Vernon's good, and still a good NFL player, man. Sure is. He's an, he's an excellent insurance policy. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, most definitely, especially when you're you're a highly touted tight end. I mean, Corey said it before the season. He's like the over under on 13 games, and you both picked the under, and so far he's on pace to hit that under because it's only one three, and he's already out. So, mm-hmm. hey, at least we have a guy that you can bring in and feel confident with with Vernon Davis. And honestly, I mean, the offense doesn't have to change that much. Obviously, he, Vernon Davis doesn't run the same routes, but you can still feel confident going vertical with your tight end, which it did last night, and, and it resulted in six, you know? Definitely, definitely. All right. I think, so, I, I, think I, saw, I think I saw Vernon actually catch a ball with his hands. <laughs> and, that, and that's something he never does. Yeah. I mean, I, no knock on him. Because, I mean, it's good to catch the ball however you can get it. Mm-hmm. But he actually caught it with his hands. Right. It was on, a, on a, the crossing route. On that crossing right? route. Yeah, yeah, man. That's not an easy ball. Yeah, it's not. It's not. All right. Work, uh, all right, grades. Grades for the wide receivers and, and Vernon Davis. Hey. I said, hey, man. Yeah. I'll give him an A. I said, hey. Oh, you know on that uh on that uh that that toe drag you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. prior down mm-hmm. he only got mm-hmm. one foot in one yeah foot in, I, I I did I wasn't hey, saying but, but we hurried up through that right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah shout out yeah, Kirk yeah. Yeah. Hey. Kirk your awareness went up in Madden oh uh, no because it went down that same drive that's the same drive where <laughs> Vern they gave Vern a first down with a bad yeah. spot uh huh oh yeah his timeline up. Yeah, I, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they brought it back. Yeah, they brought it back. Yeah, that's the bother. I remember. I, I just—that's to me. The quarter has to be aware. I hate that, but, man. I'm like, yo, snap the ball. He yeah, said like, audible. Yeah, you, like, snap the ball. Right, right. Like, you should know. You need to know these things, man. Mm-hmm. That's part of your job out there. But that's all my. That's all my Kirk negative yeah. negativity for the for the. He had a good game. Mm-hmm. He had a very good game. Yeah, he did. All right, look. We all have A's. Or we're, did we all have A's? A. They get an A just off the Dachshund and catch alone. That's an A. Yeah. That's an A. That man Dachshund. <laughs> All he right. Going, he going. He going. He going. Dachshund's gonna flourish. Yes, he is. All right. Let's talk about the O line. Uh, hey man, they, another great game by them. They 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 controlled what thought was to be a very good defensive front by the, the Oakland Raiders. They. I, I they that, dominated. Just say Matt, it, Paul. They dominated. Well, well I was gonna say Mac had. They get loose once and get a sack on Morgan Moses early, early in the game. Because, player of the year. But, hey, man, he, he's the, like I said, he's the best pass rusher in the NFL, not named well, Von Miller. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he got one sack, but thank God you limited to just one sack. They, they were one on one. They put Morgan one on one out there. They did. Shout yeah. out to my man Morgan Moses. Yes, he gave up the one sack, but he went mano imano with Khalil Mack. Yeah, all game held his own. Big ups to Morgan because a lot of people. A lot of people shit on Moses out here in these streets. I'm not saying anybody on this pod, but Moses had a hell of a game. Hell of a yeah, game. He, worth every dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our yep. O-line can move, man. Hey, what's it call it? Uh, Trent Williams? Is he the new standard? Yeah. I mentioned I mentioned to them earlier, Chris. I don't know if you noticed, but on that 74-yard screenplay to Chris Thompson, 
That's he, was, when, he was a guard. Yeah. Luke, yep, Luval went out for an injury. We had Trent at guard, and Seki was at tackle. And as soon as we set up that screen, them big fellas were moving. Brandon moving. Sheriff had a hell of a block on that. Shout play. out Brandon Sheriff. Yep, a, a chop chop down uh, Carl Joslo. It was nothing. I was gonna say, pause, man. W. Yeah. Hey, I was gonna try to leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, but uh, I I do have to mention, man, because I don't know if you guys remember, there was one play in the second quarter where. Kirk was under immediate pressure. I, I don't know. I don't know what Lebow was doing. He got his. He got. He got. Yeah, he got and the thing about it is, it doesn't even look like Eddie Band does even really like put his hands on him. It looks yeah. like he just kind of like crumbled. I, I, I don't. But know. with that said, Lebow had a good game. Had a good game because we, you know, we we dog Lebow a lot on this part. We 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 do. We are very critical of Lebow, man. We're Outside very critical of that of play. Well, I just wanted. I wanted to ask you because we went over this a couple pods ago when you were like they. The Hogs 2.0, should we name them 1.5? Are are they back to 2.0 for you? Yeah, they were like 2.0 yesterday. That I, was 2.0 yesterday. All right. When we're having this conversation in eight days, next <laughs> Tuesday, if they've, if they've held Tom Bali and Justin Houston and D Ford and these dudes in check, then they'll be Hogs 2.0. Right now, they're Hogs 1.75. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, my thing is when you have two good tackles, I don't get so terrified when we go against pass rushers. Mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned versus pass. Like, when we didn't have a right tackle, that was one thing. But we know Trent is the best. Best left tackle. That's the, the best left tackle in the league. Best left tackle in the game. Morgan Moses is one of the best right tackles in the league. Yep. Even if you put a top player over there, it's not going to be on some Eric Flowers shit where mm-hmm. we literally cannot survive with you blocking this guy one-on-one. Big ups to them 0-3 Giants. Giants, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they got D4. I think Tom Ali's hurt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe they got yeah, D4. I think you're right. They got Justin Houston. So, we got Trent Williams, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Best left tackle in the game. Yeah, man. Uh, they, they did their thing. They opened up holes for the running backs to, to get loose. And honestly, like, I don't know if if a team screens better than us. We have a great screen game. One because we have guys like Jameson Crowder and 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 uh, uh, Chris Thompson who are great in space and they can read their blocks. But our line is just so athletic, man. Like yeah. I would hate to be a cornerback seeing Trent Williams coming for that kickout block. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to you don't want to follow. Right. Nope. <laughs> it, they just move so well. Like you you see it. Like Spencer Long, big old Spencer Long is running sti- stride for stride with Chris Thompson on that mm-hmm. play. I mean, yeah, obviously, like maybe forty yards downfield, he kind of start falling down. But like these guys are, they're just they know how to get out on screens. They they know their assignments, and they're all athletic enough where they can move and get around and get in front of people and get the blocks and 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 spring these long plays, man. Shout out Bill Callahan. Hey, shout out to Bill Callahan. Bugle point two point oh. Mm-hmm. And shout yeah, out man. to Trent hey, Williams. I like that. Lead. I like that. Chris Bugle put two point yeah, oh. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Trent is the leader of that old line. The leader. And. It's clear they put a lot of work in the offseason, man, and it's paying off. Because I, Sheriff was not moving like that last year. Like, I don't think Morgan Moses and Sheriff were moving like that last season. They weren't. They are moving out there. Sheriff man. was out there knocking bodies over. <laughs> That's – And next I, summer, next summer when we hear beat reporters talking about Trent wasn't here for OTA. I don't want to hear want, it. I don't want to hear about it no more. The man, the, he know what he's doing. Yeah. He know hey, what he's doing. I don't want to hear that no more. Put some respect on my name, man. 
That's like, oh. sorry, but that's kind of like our buddy on 980. He's the leader of that, Mr. Sheen. He's like, be a leader, Trent. Show up for, oh, show that. up for OTAs. No, he's down OU or somewhere. He's taking, he's taking the starting lineup somewhere. They're putting in work. Right, Trust man. your captain. He's the captain of your, of your old line. He knows what he's doing, man. Right. Trust him. Believe in him. Mm-hmm. All right, legalize legalize marijuana. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a whole we'll have a whole pod for that. We'll ask Paul about that. <laughs> hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll save that for, we'll save that for the uh, bye week. Legalize legalize marijuana. <laughs> yeah, that'll Podcast. be our bye week uh, filler, filler work right there. <laughs> All uh, right, guys, let's, let's give the old line a grade. I give him a B plus. A. I'm giving gotta, him an A. I, I gotta go A, man. I'm giving him an A. I'm, I'm loving them screen games, like you said, Paul, and. And and I love to see them big boys run up the field and just start cracking people. So Man. I know Luke, Moses gave gave up a sack. We talked about Luval getting mauled on one play, but it's going to happen. Outside of that, they dominated, dominated the game. Hey. I think I think they took it personally that everybody was yep. calling, including us. Everybody was calling that other teams online the best online in the league. Mm-hmm. You know they were mm-hmm. they were hungry from the start. Because I mean our, we got off to a slow start to start the year. They weren't looking up the best. So. Oh yeah, they, they I mean they were they struggled in the preseason, they struggled versus the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm about to bring up you guys boy McLuhan real quick. Oh, really? Yes, in a positive way. Oh. This was this was because oh. this was the vision, right? Oh. That we were a dominant team up front yeah. on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Physical. You saw McLuhan get credit? Mm-hmm. Does McLuhan get credit? Yeah, in oh, a way, absolutely. because this was this was part of the, the vision. This is what he envisioned with our team. Mm-hmm. I can't – my thing is I don't give anyone credit for taking Jonathan Allen because I would – like who wouldn't have taken him in that mm-hmm. scenario, right? But the the hope was that we would be this physical team up front. Mm-hmm. It looks like that time is is here. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. like the time is here. Paul, what does he call him again? Football players. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Big ups to McLuhan, man. Big ups to McLuhan. I know Cliff is going to say uh, we moved our our supposedly right tackle to right guard, but he's one day dominant. one uh, one day in the camp, he forgot that other part. You, you're correct, but <laughs> he is becoming dominant at that position, man. Yeah. Um, hey, at, at the end of the day, you you took you you took a guard k- kind of high, but we if did. He ends up being if he ends up being a, a Hall of Famer, then well worth it. Thank you. Dominant. Damn, Hall of Famer. I'm just saying. <laughs> If, I'm saying if let's say well, forget forget Hall of Famer if he becomes an yeah. All Pro, no, yeah. well worth it. Yeah, let's he's get, here. The thing yeah. is, he's here and he's yeah. playing well. So I absolutely, can't, I can't knock Schiff. Absolutely, um, he's out here 20, 20 yards down the field taking out safeties, man. taking out On bodies, screens, man. Arts. <laughs> mm. Oh, by the way, we gotta give Jay, Jay Gruden some credit, man. I was waiting for somebody to do like, it straight up, man. He called a hell of a game. Man. I called a hell of a game. I, I mentioned it, but I. I, I, I He's he, it's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful Our thing team, to see. Like they just he kept them off balance. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like as a team, the team seemed so ready for this. Prepared. Team. Yep. The focus. And, and it's it's weird because we just we're not used to having a coach around this long. Mm-hmm. We're just not used to this. I'm all so in. I think, so I think everybody's so used to just complaining about the coach mm-hmm. around here. Because usually our coach stinks in some, you know, in some regard. Jay yeah. Green is Jay Green yeah. is not in the he's not in the paper with anonymous quotes. He doesn't do any of that. No leaks. He's he's good, man. 
Mm-hmm. Year one was rough for him because I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into with that circus we had going on when he took over. But and that was a circus. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys. Let me just let me just play devil's advocate real quick. Is it possible that Sean McVay held us back? Mm. As far mm. as play, I'm saying, play last year eight and eight. I mean, is it you saying, because we're, we're seeing the offense, the play call has gotten a lot better. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I even say it was bad last year. I mean, I, it, it's different now because, but that it's different now. But that's because there's no more, there's gone. no more Deshaun, there's no more Pierre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the offense w- was going to look different no matter what. You had to run the ball more this year mm-hmm. because you're not going to have as many chunk plays. You're not going to be able to go mm-hmm. from your own twenty yard line mm-hmm. and a touchdown because you don't have eleven. He's not well. You have eleven now, but it's not the same eleven. I mean, our, we strengths, are, our strengths are very different now. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. I'm just, you know, just posing a question. No, no, Jay's definitely a pass-happy coach, but he's adjusted to the personnel. Like I said, exactly. he's, called three, he's called three great games. They, it's, hey, man, keep it up, Rude. No complaints here. A for the coach, too. Or, or he's, seen, he's seen a couple of drops by prior. He was like, all right, this ain't going to Yeah, work. he's like, I can't do, we can't, we're not, we're not going to live like this. Because yep. the Eagles game looked like the same Jay Gruden, you know, mm-hmm. as usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then – we had yeah. the we had the turnover at the end mm-hmm. of the game. We had people dropping passes. I think he was just like, "Well, Jay said to hell with this, Cliff." We're, yeah, we're <laughs> we we're not going to be able to survive like that. Mm-hmm. He's made the adjustment, which is what a coach should get credit for. And mm-hmm. some coaches that, would have cutting that play action. He needs it exactly, hundred percent, exactly. Uh huh. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys tonight, man. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate having you on, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, Chris, you got to come back on, me. bro. Yeah, thanks Monday for having me, man. Sweet. You already yeah. know, bro. Yeah, basically of Mondays only. Basically <laughs> Mondays only. <laughs> hey, next right. week's Victory Tuesday, man. Yeah. Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at 50GutBlog and to follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash 50Gut. Guys, tell me where to find you on Twitter. At YoungHef underscore 21. Hail to the Redskins. Enjoy this week. We got a big test coming up next week. Hail. At Cliff Guaf. We do got a big test, man. That's it. We're going to enjoy this one, though, Cliff. Is, I don't think anybody in our fan base expects us to win next Sunday. I mean, next Monday night. So it's going to be an interesting kind of game to watch. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to feel optimistic about our chances. Mm-hmm. So... Those are the best kind of games, frankly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, well, we'll be back on Thursday with another podcast. We'll preview the Chiefs Redskins. In the meantime, hail. Hail. And, and enjoy the win. HTTR. Hail. Right.